This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I am joined here with uh, a couple of other hosts that you'll recognize, Rachel Thomas, Caleb Holgerson. Hey guys. Hey. If you're thinking, this sounds different. We are indeed uh, recording Mercy Talk from our various homes right now. I'm seeing the uh, backdrop of my coworkers' um, homes, which are mm-hmm. very interesting, especially Rachel's. Yeah, um, behind her, she's got teacher Rachel on a sign behind her, with which like you're in a classroom, but you yeah. pretty much are yeah. in a classroom because you're taking care of teaching your kids at this point. That's true. Um, true. So guys, we are, um, we're having to get creative here, but we are really, um, you know, passionate about being able to continue to encourage you all and hopefully just speak some, I don't know, truth. And um, listen, guys, it's already been an adventure of a day. If you're listening to this within the week or next two weeks or three weeks or two months, please, Jesus, may this end. (laughs) Yes, Lord. (laughs) Two months. I don't know. Let's see what happens. But please. if you're listening to this in the year of 2020, right. you probably know exactly what's going on right now. Um, you know, the world is truly in a pretty crazy state right now. Um, honestly, kind of a, a state of shock as we continue to um, navigate this uh, world pandemic. Even every time it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, is this real? Right. This is real. No. This is real. Um, it's kind of hard not to be in a state of shock as you just watch the news and you continue to hear updates right now about what's happening around the world, but also what's happening right in, I'm sure your very own town at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and so really today and, um, over the next few weeks, we really want to be able to, again, speak directly into just kind of what's happening right now, um, in a way that hopefully just brings encouragement and life and hope to all of you. Um, you know, honestly, we're navigating this alongside all of you. And so we're just, we're just really trying to pray from week to week, um, and ask the Lord to show us like, what do you want us to talk about this week? (laughs) What's relevant this week? Yeah. And so, um, that's kind of where we are, um, today and excited about kind of, I don't know, what we're headed into. Yeah. It's, it, and it's interesting times we're living in for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and it's, it's wild to look around and see, uh, you know, the, the just different people in my life. Some people I know are just, are, they're absolutely freaking out right now. Like they literally think the world is going to end. Yeah. And other people don't seem to care at all. Mm-hmm. And yes. so that's just as interesting to see, okay, this doesn't affect you at, at, at all. And then, uh, but most people I feel like are where I am and where it seems like the three of us are, where uh, we just feel a bit strange. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Observing all of this and trying to, you know, be cautious, but also let our lives go on. And, uh, it, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're, you're like, okay, yes, that's exactly where I am. I'm not, there's a bunch of crazy people around me. You might be wondering, <laughs> uh, how can I help? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. How can I help as a, as a Jesus follower, you know, what do I do, you know, with all these people that just aren't at peace that are, um, in fear, the people in my church or office or neighborhood or, you know, 
that I'm, you know, that are texting me or I'm seeing on Instagram or whatever, since we're all social distancing, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, what about these people that I'm in fear at the end of the day, how am I supposed to serve people and love people at a time uh, like this? And that's what I think it'll be great to dive into today. And that's what, you know, what we're really trying, our heart is today is to kind of give you uh, some just tools to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. I've had so many of those questions myself. Honestly, it's hard to know where to start because this feels so overwhelming. And we were kind of talking about this before we hit, you know, record is that just taking time to be a little sad, you know, and feel feel the feelings um, because there are a lot of them right now. So giving yourself grace, and we're going to talk about that here about um, grace and listening with others, but also grace and and listening to what you're feeling and that Mm -hmm. frustration and taking that to the Lord. Um, But we know, you know, of course, none of this is a surprise to God. Um, So we can take him our doubt and fear and confusion. Um, We don't have to have it all figured out. And I think that's been the most comforting thing Mm-hmm. for me is knowing that God, I feel, honestly, I feel sad. I feel sad that this is happening and that so much is changing and I literally feel powerless to stop mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, you know, again, like what Caleb was saying, there's so many sides of the spectrum of people freaking out. It's the end of the world. And then, oh, everything's fine. Um, but knowing that whatever I'm feeling, I can be honest with God about that. And he already knows it. Um, a verse that's really stuck with me, or I guess that's really kind of hit home in these last couple weeks has been John 14, 27, uh, where it says, peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Um, so all this to say, we just wanted to dive into a few practical things to help us better really just serve as ambassadors of Christ's peace and love during Mm -hmm. this time. Yeah, and I, I love, Rachel, that you just mentioned the importance of checking in on yourself. Last night, I was sitting at the table with my husband and looking at our little guy, and we were trying to figure out with our new insane schedules of trying to take care of him and both work um, and still have at least a minute together each day, you know, yeah. we were trying to figure out a half hour time when my husband could work out. Yeah, <laughs> That's all we were trying to find. Yeah realizing we couldn't figure it out. We could not figure out in the midst of this season, how he's going to work out. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I, it, it hit me for the first time. And I just started crying at the dinner table. Yeah. And I realized like, I haven't let myself feel this yet. Like if you've, especially if you're, you're responsible for other people right now, you may have just gone into like go mode. Like, all right, we're in crisis mode. We're going to get the things done. We're going to get this going and get this going. And you haven't actually taken a second to step back and check in on yourself. How are you doing? And so I encourage you, man, before you go out and start trying to help other people, like check in on yourself and let the Lord minister your own heart and see how you're doing and see how you're feeling. And man, do that on a regular basis. I'm not going to say it's like some one time event and then you're good to go, but regularly take some time to reflect, to get away from people if you possibly can. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. It's not hard (laughs) to get away from people within your own household. It might be a challenge for you right now. Um, and so it's just really, really important to do that. But I also love Rachel, just you mentioned just about being ambassadors of Christ's peace and love. I remember 
Um, a long time ago, I heard a teaching on this, on that scripture that's very well known from Second Corinthians. And um, the whole idea there was, you know, if you really think about what an ambassador is, it's someone who goes to a foreign country to basically speak on behalf of their home and their king, you know, if you want to get yeah. technical about it. And so I don't know if there's ever been a clearer realization for me that I am living in a foreign land right, right now. There's right. just been, I don't know, I've been talking about that with some of my friends just how I'm like, it, I'm so aware right now that this world really isn't our home. That yeah. This wasn't what we were intended for. Right. And so I've, I'm very aware that I'm in a foreign land right now, if you will, you know, and so this opportunity to be an ambassador and to speak on behalf of our king, I just think it, it's, it's, it's so important right now. And so, um, you know, I just, I think, um, a lot of people are asking the question that we're talking about today is like, okay, I'm really aware that the world is scared, is broken, is hurting. There are people who are sick. There are people who are dying. Yeah. How can I minister to this world? I, like I've never been in a season of life where the best way to love people is to stay home behind closed doors. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not, that's not something that I think any of us have ever had to navigate before. So in a time yeah. where we're being told, stay away from everyone, how am I supposed to love well and serve well? And so, yeah, that's really kind of what we're um, trying to to dive into today. And so I, the, one of the things I would say is that it's really easy, I think, at a time like this to just kind of turn very inward and just, sure. you know, kind of look out for number one, look out for me, look out for my family. I mean, just go to a grocery store right now, guys. Yeah. It's like on yeah. full display, every yes. man for himself, you know, grab all the things that you can. And um, I, I don't know. I think um, if we're a follower of Jesus, we're actually told in scripture to look out for the needs of others, even before ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't see any caveat in there that says, unless you're in the middle of a world pandemic, <laughs> right. then take care of yourself, right. every man for right. himself. I don't think there's any like wiggle room on that one. That's what he yeah. commands us to do. And I was thinking about this because um, one of our team members, um, Julian, you know, was telling us a story about the other day and it was before they opened and there was a line of people outside of Target waiting to get in. And he said, no one was looking at each other. No one was talking to each other. There was just this like somber silence across. And then as soon as they opened the doors, everyone was kind of like frantically running around. Yeah. And I was like, man, if there, that's a, such a clear picture of like everyone just being so inward and so anxious and fearful and really only thinking about, I mean, not that, not that I'm trying to blame anyone or guilt anyone of that, because that's just a reality of right now. It's hard. It's really, really hard to think outside of yourself right now sure. in this yeah. time. Um, but I was thinking about that story. And then I was thinking about a story I heard from one of the pastors from my church recently. Um, someone on staff at our church was in a grocery store. This is all happening in a grocery right. store. So I know. It's pretty much the only place we right. can be around each Where other right now. <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, but anyway, one of the staff members at our church was in a grocery store and um, was just checking out and actually asked the, the person who's checking them out at the store, the cashier, like looked at them and just said, hey, how are you doing right now? And she just fell apart. She just started oh. crying and it was just like no one had asked, how how are you doing? You know? Yeah. And I thought about those two stories and just how they are such a picture, literally in the same setting inside of a store, you know, two different ways of going about this. Like I can go about frantically like taking care of me and my own, or I could actually have eyes for other people right now and look outside sure. of myself. And Caleb, I know 
you're going to share some things about just kind of what's, what could be helpful in these types of conversations. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you said it with that last story. I mean, it's just uh, listen to people, look at people, you know, realize that the world is bigger than you. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that, you know, everyone around you right now literally is dealing with something. You know? Yeah. Uh, we like to say that like in churches a lot, like everybody around you, you know, it's, you know, dealing with something you can't see, but, uh, well, you can see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we all know what everybody's dealing with. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think it, it start with listening, listen to people, listen to, you know, what they're really dealing with, what they're really feeling right now. Um, and you know respond from there and so yeah. like there's a common mistake that i think uh you know well-intending people well-intending helpers uh they make when someone shares, shares their fear with them they respond immediately with something like well the bible says the bible says have no fear the bible right. says you know uh, be anxious about nothing the bible says the bible says the bible, listen the bible does say that it absolutely <laughs> right. does Yes. But when someone is in fear, that is not going to help them. <laughs> That's not what they need. They need you to hear. And then if you start with hearing, then eventually you'll be able to lead them somewhere else. Mm. You'll be able to lead them to scripture gently. Uh, but starting with the Bible says you shut them down. And it makes people mm. feel silly for having fears in the first place. And honestly, they're, they're not. You know, the world can be a scary place. And of course, I believe that Jesus is the answer. I believe the Bible is a powerful tool. I, gave, I believe he, you know, God gave us that tool so that we can you know, know those things, that he is in control and that uh, you know, we don't have to have uh, fear. But uh, like I said, you can't start there. You have to start with, you know, some empathy and realizing that people are in fear and they do have real reasons to be in fear. So listen to them. Listen carefully, actively, and prayerfully is the way we always mm -hmm. say it and empower. Mm -hmm. uh, pray that the Lord will give you, you know, his ears to hear what's not being said. Engage people, look people in the eye, uh, be, be present with them. Don't just start responding. That's uh, just not um, going to be helpful to you yeah. or to them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that's so, so good. And I love that. To be honest, I'm so guilty. I'm the one that's trying to fix the problem before I let others finish um, because I want to help. I mean, you know, us helpers, like that's our Achilles heel <laughs> is, is, is jumping in before either the help is wanted or before letting the person fully express their, what their need actually is. So um, I think that's so helpful to just kind of step back and give that person room uh, to get out what they need to get out to even like Melanie said earlier, to feel what they're feeling, to be right. sad. Um, and here's the deal. It relieves the pressure for us because yeah. we don't have to have all the answers right there. I mean, yes, we have the ultimate answer and that's Jesus. But right. again, we can point people to him and still be an empathetic and, and fully engaged listener. So, mm -hmm. you know, instead of running at, oh, well, I've got to like fix it all right now, um, let them finish, and then just sit with them, <laughs> give them room to breathe, right. um, and right. then you can point them to the one who has the answers. It just, it relieves so much. You don't have to pretend um, or think that you know everything about everything because you don't, and you see this all the time with, especially in these pandemics, but don't pretend like you're a doctor because you're not, you, you don't. <laughs> I mean, and I'm saying that to myself, like, I'm the worst about being like, did you see, you know, did, did you see that or did you hear that? But the truth is like most of that is secondhand information. I mean, truly, unless you're seeing it from, 
you know, a press conference of the, you know, the president and, and all of that himself, a lot of it can be hearsay. So just be careful, especially if you're not a medical personnel, you know, don't pretend like, you know, stuff, um, that you don't instead gently and carefully, you know, listen and lead that person to, to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I heard somebody say it really well the other day, as far as like, you know, being an expert on things. So it will be informed, not obsessed. Oh, that's informed, good. Not obsessed. So if you're listening to like, for me, all that I'm listening to now is what comes from the CDC or um, our local mayor's yeah. office. Yeah, that's like Those it. are the things that are important to me. Everything else I'm not really worrying about. Uh, because if I uh, just get into the, the weeds of everybody's thoughts and feelings about what's going on, it's not going to be good for me yeah. or for anybody else. And I'm not yeah. going to be able to help anyway. Yeah. So, uh, kind of all that to say, you know, be a, a shepherd, not a savior. That's something we yeah, say around mercy a lot, around empower a lot. Be a shepherd, uh, not a savior. A savior. Like it's okay to not know uh, the answers. It's okay right. to go. Listen, I don't know why God allowed mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's okay to do. Uh, the phrase that I I've learned to use a lot as as a pastor is I don't know but let's find out together. Mm-hmm, that's good. Yeah. So using something like that allows me to disciple people and lead people, uh, but it also frees me up to not have to know the answer. So I can say, well, I don't know why you know God allowed this, but let's look in Scripture to where. Um, you know, he allowed other crazy things to happen. And scripture is uh, chock full of <laughs> crazy events that God allowed to happen. And then he stepped into, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, but let's pray together. Okay. So let's, you know, that, and that's how you can gently lead someone uh, you know, somewhere. It's, it's chef, be a shepherd, not a savior, uh, be a guide. Yeah. And I think even just saying, I don't know, but let's talk about what we do know. Yeah. yeah. We even have some on our website, like truth statements on Mercy's uh, website. When you're in the midst of a season, when you just have a lot of doubts and a lot of questions, I know for me, sometimes I just have to pull those truth statements out and and I just have to admit, I don't know a lot right now. Here's what I do know. I know that God is good. I know that God does not abandon us. I know that God is faithful, that God is sovereign. And it's just this list of statements that are true in the midst of a lot of unknowns. So um, I think that's so good. And you know, one of the other things that we want to talk about is just the importance of, uh, in a time like this, injecting hope. Yeah. Um, one of, I think, the best scriptures uh, for us to hold on to right now is from Matthew 5, um, when Jesus tells us that, that we're the light of the world. You know, um, yeah. it says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people, again, we've I know we've already said this on the show, but it's like, okay, great. Be an ambassador. Be a light. Hey guys, Rachel here. We're going to get back into some more practical tools in just a second, but for a minute, I wanted to remind you that if you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them, whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're going to stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. 
And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. We, as we always do on Mercy Talk, want to give you as many practical things. Listen, we usually give you one. We're going to give you a lot today um, of just ways that you can do this very thing. Um, And so one of the things that um, I would encourage you is to just first, like reach out to the people around you. Reach out. Don't just like hope that maybe you run into somebody. I would encourage you as you can to actively reach out to your friends, your family, maybe to your actual neighbors who like live next door to you. Um, Maybe to think through, I I told my husband today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through my phone at some point over this weekend and I'm going to like, look, okay. And think through, could this person be struggling with loneliness right now? Or could this person, I know this person sometimes deals with anxiety. Maybe they're struggling right now. Oh, I know this person lives alone and is older. Maybe I should reach out to them. Like think through the people who you know that really may be uh, struggling right now. Maybe people that you know who are part of that vulnerable population that they're talking about and ask if they're taken care of, ask if there's anything you can do for them. Um, Write letters, you know, imagine that, get some pen and paper out if you own that. Um, And, you know, put some letters in your neighbor's mailboxes, Uh, write letters to people, maybe even in nursing homes, they could be really sad and lonely and scared right now. You know, if you have kids, let them do some artwork or crafts or something. I mean, okay, I will say as a side note, I've heard that to be safe for germ prevention, if you mail something to someone, put the items in like a zipped bag. Um, and put instructions to wait for seven days before they open them. Now they're going to touch the zipped bag too. So like at some point, I don't know, you know, (laughs) but like um, another thing, my, my sister lives in Austin and she encouraged me to reach out to nonprofits and organizations in our city that work with seniors to see if there's any way that you can help. Um, My sister was given a list of 12 seniors in the Austin area that she is now calling weekly to check in, see how they're doing just letting them know that she's thinking about them. Um, however you choose to do it, just be a source of light and hope to the people around you. Actively reach out. But yeah, also something I'd encourage you to do is just ask people specifically how you can be praying for them. I mean, I don't think there's anything more powerful that we can be doing right now as believers. And I mean, yes, pray for the people who are suffering from the virus, the people that are caring for the people. Pray for our government leaders, the task force that's making important decisions for yeah. a lot of people right now. Um, anybody who's serving in this time, I mean, I don't know, there's the list could go on forever. There's actually an article I read on Christianity today. You just go to their website and, and even maybe search 20 prayers to pray during this pandemic. Ooh, that's put an, an, even some areas to pray over that I hadn't even thought of. The last thing as far as injecting hope that I would encourage you on a practical um, note is to really just think about what words you're speaking. Uh, whether that's like actually in person with other people or also just even like on social media, just be aware, man, are the words that are coming out of my mouth, um, or the things that I'm posting online, are they bringing life and hope, maybe even laughter? I don't know. (laughs) Is that what you're putting out? Um, or are you putting things out that are gonna, you know, continue to 
make people anxious or fearful or like, oh no, what about that? And what about that? And oh, it's just so hard. And oh, this is so awful. Or I don't know. I just being aware of the words you're speaking with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other side of that too is like have grace for the people that aren't aware because fear makes people say stupid things. Yeah, it's so true. So have grace for the people around you that are just somewhere else and say things that you're like, why, why would you ever do that? <laughs> right. Why? Just, you know, chalk it up this time to yes. just be where the world is at. And, yes. you know, people not thinking super so clear for us as helpers. I mean, it's at, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, pointing people to Jesus, pointing people to, to mm-hmm. where their hope should lie. Yeah. Uh, a couple other, you know, practical things you can love people right now. I mean, um, stay home, you know, that's going to help, you know, protect people who are really uh, at risk right now. So not being around people and not, not because you're afraid, but to actually help people. <laughs> like it's something right. that can be, you know, Jesus is always, uh, you know, concerned for, he's always concerned with the least of these, with the, yeah. the people who are vulnerable. So consider yourself with the least of these, you know, it's a great opportunity for the church to, to be a light and to be, yeah. Uh, like Jesus. Um, I mean, I, do, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that we can understate that enough, but I know that this is like, everybody's saying this and you've heard it enough, but I just started to see like, this is a, this is a sacrificial kind of love right now because yeah. every part of me get outside and go away with my kid and go sit in a coffee shop or go like every part of me wants to get out of my house and go out and about and truly you know, because at least at this point, listen, y'all, I mean, we're recording this towards the end of March, but y'all, I mean, in the weeks to come, who knows what all is going to change and what new regulations are out there. This whole podcast may be irrelevant by that point, but you know, I'm like right now for what we know, the, the vulnerable population are the people who are older, the most vulnerable. I'm not saying that young people are not vulnerable because they're also funding that as well. But you know, so for right now, I can say, oh, if, if, if I got it, if my family got it, if my kid got it, I think we'd be okay. I think we'd be fine. I don't think we'd have any issues. But my choice to stay home is not for the protection of me and my family. My choice to stay home is for the protection of the most vulnerable. And so like you said, Caleb, like that's who Jesus was the most concerned with. This is a way for me to practice sacrificial love. I do not want to stay yeah. in my house right now, y'all. I don't yeah. want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I do not gosh. want to do it. But yeah. it's a way for me to love. It's a way for me to love the least of these, if you will we're the most vulnerable, you know? So, yeah. 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 And I think too, um, another thing to kind of consider in that thing that has been kind of a, okay, this is an action step that I can do, um, is to, it's going to sound silly, but for those who can recognize that like small businesses and those types of places, they're still open. So if you're able to like order in or call in, um, you know, delivery or doorstop, I mean, there's so many spots now that are hurting and they're, they're willing to leave it at your door or leave it at your driveway and you pay online. And, um, it's just, it sounds silly and not everybody can do this. I know money right now is, uh, can be a really scary thing, but if you're able to, it's a practical way to help out your neighbor who, who runs the local pizza parlor down the road or the coffee shop. That's not you know, the biggest chain in the universe or whatnot. Yeah, well, they're, they're saying to get gift cards. You know? Yeah, and gift cards so. and gift cards too. And we want to also recognize that like, we understand that some of you guys don't have the option to stay home. You know, your servicemen, yeah. women, um, medical staff. And some, I mean, seriously, they're just some jobs that you can't work from home and you're still required to go to work. Um, and so we get that. We just want to, and we're just saying, we're encouraging yes. those who can. Yes. Um, 
to take that step and, and make that choice. Um, but yeah, those are some super easy, I say easy, maybe not easy, but those are some very practical things, maybe very hard, <laughs> just to kind of give you some starter points to take away. Um, but we're going to hopefully, um, you know, as we continue, and, and like Melis said, this could change from week to week, but again, our goal has not changed and bringing encouragement and also and offering tons of practical takeaways um, just for you to be able to have in this time. Well, guys, that's so good. You know, like I said earlier, we were all about giving you a lot of practical takeaways today. We usually give you one at the end of each episode, and today we gave you approximately 20. I don't know, we gave you a lot. Um, and I, I do think it's good that we, we do go back and note, first of all, again, by the time you're listening to this podcast, if it's two, three weeks later after recording, there may be some things that we have, you know, encouraged you to do that aren't even allowed anymore. So be mindful of what the regulations are now. Um, but also I think it's important to note that there are some people who can't do a lot of the things that we recommended. There are people who they have to work. My husband right now, because of the job that he does, he has to go to work every single day. And because of that, I'm like, well, I don't know if there's going to be a day that you're going to bring this home. So we are going to stay here. None of us are leaving because I don't know at what point one of us might start carrying this, you know? And so just be, um, Encourage that if that if you have no choice in this man, just do what you can to love the people around you You're the one who are you're the one who's interacting with other humans more than the rest of us So as you can be glad to people look people in the eye ask them how they're doing ask how you can be praying Do the things that a lot of us can't do at this point um, And so I think at the end of the day, you know, we could just wrap this all up by by saying how you love people, how you treat people, how you act towards people. We always say this at Empower is more important than the information that you give them or the, especially in a time like this. That's good. I think it's more important that instead of us feeling like we need to make sure that the whole world is informed about all the things going on, um, we just choose to really love people well. Um, it is truly an opportunity. I would love when all of this is said and done for people to say, man, those people who love Jesus, like they stepped up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I felt so encouraged. I felt like, I mean, I truly believe, I don't want to sound cliche about this, but I feel like there are going to be people who come to the Lord and they're going to realize my hope is in stuff that I can't put my hope in anymore. Yeah. And I need something that's reliable. That's always going to be there for me. That's unchanging, you know, yeah. and for us to understand um, truly the opportunity that's in front of us. Um, to really love a, a broken and hurting world. Um, I just, I think it's so good that we'd be reminded of that on a regular basis. And so um, we hope that you have been, you know, encouraged by this again. We're, we're right here with you. We love you guys. We hope that you're doing well. We are checking our emails. We're checking that Mercy Talk email on a regular basis right now. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know how you're doing. We would love to know what you want to hear. Like, what are some of the things yeah. that would encourage you right now? What What are some topics that you'd really like for us to cover on these upcoming yeah. weeks? Because we we really do want to be relevant and speak to you where you are, um, and just know that we're right here with you. Yeah. We're we're journeying this together. We are not experts in how to navigate a world pandemic. <laughs> I don't think not anybody can claim yeah. that right now. Yes. We will be guys by the end of 2020. All of us will be experts at how to do this, <laughs> but. Um, just know that we, our hearts are with you. We love you. Um, we're praying for you. And uh, we hope that you'll just stay tuned with us in the weeks to come um, here on Mercy Talk. 
We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.